Welcome to Community. My name is Catherine Mogabo and I am bringing you season 5 of our podcasts at Sipsos Africa. Season 5 of our podcast shines the spotlight on giving by persons living with disability. Remember to catch us every Thursday on the Sipsos website on Anchor and Apple Podcasts. Good morning, Mama Alice. I am so happy to be having this conversation with you this morning. I have heard a little bit about you and the amazing work you do from Madame Alambuya Robina. So I'm going to invite you to introduce yourself, to talk to, talk to us about who is Mama Alice. And uh, yes, I'm what? This morning, when I feel good and waiting to hear from you, thank God that I am the, the right, the right people who have the same areas of my work. Because me normally I work with mass ministry, the people who are in need, total need, caring mm. for others. Lord okay. when I have been a missionary for 33 years, God started talking to me about serving the orphans when there is a need in Uganda. And I came from Mombasa. Start, we started the use with a mission in Uganda, the missionary, and God talked to me to leave use with a mission and begin a home. I had no money. I am a woman who lived by faith, believing God to do things that you, which people call impossible. And even when I do things, I don't ask people money, but I, I ask money for my needs. Even the 500 children who have dated in this home, it's needs. The big thing in my life is to teach the gospel of Jesus to these people. And also, people to become self-reliant and also help others who are in need. So, as you are watching me, I am a woman who has been broken and wounded at. Because in my childhood, my schooling was not good because of mental disability. I can go to school one town, another town, I'm at home. Even if there's a time where I can be naked, they tie me as they can tie a boat. Because if I run, I can run, even the vehicle can not reach me when I'm running. I don't know what was in me. So it disturbed my education, and I had little education to senior things. Good enough because I was chosen vessel. <clears throat> I knew that going through this, I was a chosen vessel from God. I have started so many things, even in so many schools. While I am in Waiwam, I was trained in hospitality, trained in primary care, trained in community development, discipleship, so many, so many, so many schools. And I am a person who loves reading books, novels, to know what is going to be doing through other people. And also, how can I help, especially books that disciple and books that brings hope and faith, which speaks compassion to others. Mama Alice, thank you yes. so much for, for, for that introduction. 
you introduce yourself as um, you say that I am a broken woman. You also say that you are a chosen vessel. And even mm. though your education was interrupted because of the psychosocial disability. disability. Yes, that you had and you even became ill, which come, becomes mental illness, you were able to overcome. So I, just talk to me, how did you overcome your own troubles, even though you say you are a broken woman? And yet today, the things you say you do, I mean, you, you're talking about your ministry is the ministry of mercy, caring for others. How did you start when, when God called you to go and be a missionary to minister to others who are in need? You know, how did you go about it and what exactly do you do in this? Because we've talked about actually 500 children. It's a lot. I'm, I'm just curious to hear your journey from a broken woman to a chosen vessel. You have how many? 55 in the home. 55? Yeah. Wow. Some are helped in the, their homes and some are helped here. Mm-hmm. Being broken hearted is because in, in almost two years, we lost about six sisters of mine and brothers through AIDS. So I took responsibility to start ministering to the HIV people. Waiting one room is 11 children. And it is my, I was the bodyguard who sleeps on the door when children sleep inside. And he, God started using that to love even other children who are neglected by their people. Mm. Never love children because that time they were saying it, witchcraft, it's whatever. So I welcomed those children. And I lived with them. Even some of them graduated. Who have HIV. They are graduated people who are working. And I also teach these children to serve people, as I do. Not only children who are orphanage, but vulnerable with different issues. Some are neglected. Some when parents are married. It's not good. We mm. foster them until we settle the issues with parents. And sometimes when they don't like those children, we remain with them until we lose them. So when you say that you stay with the children, so you're taking care of the vulnerable, the orphans, the neglected, the rejected children, even by their own parents, and you take care of them until they, they leave school. So meaning they leave your home when they are ready or when they have a place to go. If someone doesn't have a place to go, they stay with you. They stay with us or we find somebody who's kind to live with. Okay, okay. Just, uh, just to take you a little bit about your own journey as a person with a mental disability, which sometimes ended up being, you know, because then when you become sick, that's when it becomes a mental illness. How did you find support for you? Because it, it is impossible to help others when you're not well yourself. So how did you find help yourself? Because you say they used to tie you with ropes and, and all this. How did, how did God send you help yourself? They said it is cerebral malaria, but what I know, God healed me. 
Amen. And also to show them that God is able, there's a ministry which really I have put in a plan line in the village where I come from, Sita Heart of the community, mm. where we have put a big building which we can help the girls who are dropouts, drug addicted, and also the children where people, the parents have said, ah, that one we don't like. We mm. want to mean such people in the community so that they know that God can change. Amen. We, with me, I believe in me. We are changed by God. We are transformed by Him, but mm. not some. So okay. we want to start that ministry when the house is finished. Recently, because we had no toilet, we put a biodigester toilet okay. and other things. And we need to start teaching people health programs and how to work with a child who's rebellious and also to have love for mm. these girls who are in school dropouts and this is how we can invite the drug, those who are with drug, how we can help them come out of that drug. I had a, 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 a boy who, who went to university at UC. He finished mm. well. Second after, but when he went to look for a job in Kampala, he followed in a bad group. He started taking opium and other drugs, and he was addicted. So they brought him because he, for him, he has no any other parent apart from this home. We had to go through all those counseling, treating, whatever, until he came out in three months until we resettled him to the family. Wow, that's very touching because I am thinking about many homes where once you have left, it's expected you should be happy and grateful that we took care of you. If you go out there and you mess up, they will not take you back because they think you have not like learned your lesson. But your heart, your mercy, no wonder you say your ministry is the ministry of mercy, that your, 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 your arms are open to receive back even your own when they fall back, when they backslide, that you're able to reach out and extend a hand and receive them back. It's not how many institutions function. And uh, I wonder, for example, I, I don't know if you're working with a, a big team or you're the main resource person there. So how have you built or how are you building the culture of mercy, the culture of you, because your heart is very big. When when I hear all this that you've done, I am thinking, oh my God, how do you, for you the one when they are rejecting, you, you're embracing. Mm. My one has been helping me a little bit, especially with the, the school which we have started when they came and they saw some of the children are multiple disability and whatever. They wanted, and they are the one who built that school as a blessing uh -huh. for community which I have stayed okay. for a long time. And that school is for the community. Ah. That's why some of the children who come in poor families, we don't strain very much with the fees. But when, mm. as long as teachers are paid, mm. we allow them to get schooling. Yeah, because some, most of them, they have been in their homes. They don't take children at school. Okay. I think so. Mass, in other words, Mercy Ministry is a partner 
to to sit uh, yeah to sit nest mother's love home yes sit and nest mother's love home so mom so mercy ministry and saint michael's church are partners to sit and nest love homes yes okay okay thank Because you so much mm. michael enabled me to start that building in in this local district in that community where so many children are drug addicts and school dropouts mm. and the, The church in Kalilua, which helped us when at the beginning, when he, the lady called pastor, a wife of Pastor Taylor, came to visit in Uganda and he visited that village. From nowhere, they dropped on that place. We had no iron sheets, we had no timber. The building was just starting. And when he went, he said, no, 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 this lady is doing a good work in that village. And I was not there, but I supported that. That's why I say I don't ask people things, but I pray and God Himself knows. And we also, when people are attached to help me, and mm. also know that what they have helped, it is not mine, it is for the Lord. My hands are pure. So, Mama Alice, you've talked about the, you know, I'm, I'm still really humbled. You, you know, you, you take in anybody irrespective of the origin. You are building uh, what I would call structures in the community, you, you know, and, and you're building a way to support vulnerable children or children at risk in their very different diversity to be able to be supported in the community. And you bring in the children, you know, so apart from working with the children and working with the church and the mercy ministry, how do you conceive the, um, how do you see the future? Where do you see this work going? Because you've been at this for years. <laughs> yes. This was, um, all these children who have gone through this ministry are the one I'm training to take over. I'm discipling them for this work. You know, you can't be a king forever. I have to see that I impact on these children so that also, to be trainer of trainers because this home everybody i talk to everybody it is not mine god gave it to me to support the vulnerable and the need so it is not mine we are just living in to do god's work even when he talked to me to that leave this home and go i have to obey as long as i'm hearing clearly from him mm. that's why i disciple others to take over as they can consult from me that we, what can we do? I can give an idea, not Amen. me alone. Okay. And uh, so when you talk about the children that you're discipling so far, you, you've, you've said 500 children have gone through your hands and your care and the care of uh, the Sita Nest Love Home. And uh, what, and some of them have graduated. Uh, have you had Apart from, okay, you shared the story of a child who went and backslid because of the environment when he changed the environment. Have you had what people would call, scientists would call failure, rape, swear? You know, I have tried to help this child. Do you have stories of where I have helped try to help this child and they failed? Or, you know, for you, you, you know, that, that doesn't exist. Where 
some of the people are talking as a failure. Mm. There are some of the children when the government said we don't need to keep children as the first orphans in their home, but to release them in their communities. But where I found the failure, when mm. the children reached on the village, there was no order. It was mm. only disorder. And mm. some of them, young girls of 15, got pregnant. And it mm. made me to cry again. That's why that community, to see that they have to come back. And okay. we went, I took their sewing machines. We started with some. So that they can learn to do things for themselves in order to support themselves and their babies. Okay. Even other okay. things to see that they are trained skills so that they can also support themselves without asking people to help them. Even building. Okay. So, Mama Alice, you speak to an aspect that is very critical where you know that even if you protect children, you may not be able to do it forever for them. They have decisions to make. So when they make bad decisions as a parent, you still somehow, you know, you're dragged into their lives because of the connection you have with them. But given what you see, when you say the community is this, there's no order in community. What are your thoughts around supporting or how else can community be more organized? You know, what are your thoughts around you know, organizing or community being organized. What can we do? What can be done differently? Or what, I don't know if it's to be done or not to be done. How can communities be helped? Because when the children are in the home, they are safe, uh, they have structure, and maybe they are not really making many mistakes because of a structure. But when they're out of there, they are going to the community and the community then presents a different environment, disorganized environment. What are your thoughts around making that environment in the community safe for the children. The community needs to be tra trained because some of them have broken marriages and some of them, <laughs> they are married to two, to, to more than one wife. And uh, it brings a lot of uh, inconvenience in the lives of the children and in their attitudes. We need to be in the community. People have learned, but you find that a, a child in the village there, they sell their land to buy a motorbike. And in a few days, you find that a child is killed or a motorbike is stolen. So he lose both the motorbike and he lose land. We need to see that in that village, we, we see that people have to learn to work with hands. Okay. Because the, the, the community doesn't, which doesn't have work, which does not work, it has no food, mm. it has no whatever. And people's children start looking in other people's pockets mm. and it becomes rebellious. Yes, that's why we need the whole which has been built. It mm. is for training people with other people, with mm. training, you can have a training of one week, a training of two weeks, and you can call teachers even from your side. Mm. Even some of them were having disabled children and they locked them in the house. Mm. Until when I walked, moved, moved in the village and I saw that I had to bring some of those children in Ginger, mm. where my friend is working with children with multiple disability. So I brought some of those children in that home, home of work. Home of work, we work together in friendship, in big friends. She's my daughter. 
Okay. So when you, you've referred to children with multiple disabilities several times, uh, what kind of multiple disabilities are these? I know you talked about albinos, that your home has a mixture even of disabilities. So you have children with albinism, then you talk of children with multiple disabilities. How do you manage, how do you handle the children with the disabilities beyond the education, the care, you know, the health? What, what kind of, first of all, multiple disabilities are they? The children with disability, the homes are around and we, we give free education to these children. Mm. We give food, we train their grandparents mm -hmm. how to keep them because some of them were just thrown mm -hmm. on home. So mm -hmm. we teach these people to love these children. And okay. if those ones who are real who can be in one place, I take them to home of hope, but they get education in our school. Because okay. our school, our school of systemists, it has to teach children who are unlike in society. Mm. Because Jesus came to receive them. Being disabled it does not mean that you are not a person. Okay, so the Sitanist Lab School is a special needs school. It is not a mainstream school. Oh, it's it about. is a mainstream school, but it is mixed with some of those students. Okay. And we have special people who attend today, like a toilet, like whatever. Okay. And this school, this uh, school runs from the lowest class to up to secondary school, or is it a primary school? The primary school. Okay. Then afterwards, then you start when the child needs to go to secondary school and university, then you take them to other schools. You take them to other schools, other professional schools, other nursing okay. schools. It okay. depends on what the choice of the child. Okay. Uh, Mama Alice, thank you so much. I've heard, I mean, this is an amazing story. I heard just a little bit about it from Robina uh, explaining to me your, your kind, your brave, generous acts or, or service to the society. I am a person who lives even when he rested, when he, Alua was there, I have to be in Alua in the camp. I went there with the team to mm. serve the people in Alua. And even mm. when they saw the block on the other side, I had to go to see how they saw your eight people mm. and how we can help. Wow. And you, you, um, no, you, you, you said you stopped in senior three, but you've been able to study all these different things to be able to serve your community better. Thank you so much for inspiring and for serving uh, our society, our people. But also you see you're taking care of children, but indirectly you're also taking care of the parents. I know you've talked about you training some of the parents and the grandparents on how to take care of the children who are, especially those that have multiple disabilities. Even the widows in the community, you live the widows. Mm. We are able to meet the needs of widows, to have food mm. every week, to see that they have food every week, especially mm. those with the children. Mm. That is amazing. Again, I'm, I'm like, okay, I keep thinking, yes, but you're not even fundraising. You, you're fundraising on your knees. You're not writing proposals. 
and and yet you've been able to be able to respond to the different needs as they come whether they are at individual level family level during covid you've been taking care of widows and you're going into camps and those places where you hear there is a need is there something that i've not asked you about or that has not come out in our conversation that you would want our listeners to learn about you or about disability if, for example would you can you guide talk to our listeners about psychosocial disability and mental disability. The people, the parents who are still out there, whose children, for example, may be having a mental illness and they still, they think the only way I can help and protect my child from getting into trouble, from being knocked is by me tying them on a tree. What would you say about that? What I say about that, I encourage people not to neglect people who have psychosocial disability or those who have disability, physical disability. Because when God plans, he plans in a good way. We become people who are good tools in the society. And they, they, they change a name. People who have gone through that like me, the name has changed. We are mm. transformed in Christ-like and people, they don't see us as we, they see Jesus in us. Because those who saw me on the village in the past, the where I was, and the names which they used to call me, mad lady there, mad daughter of somebody, now they see me when I go, and when I serve the village, especially time of COVID, we take a pickup of food and we give to people in our community. They wonder if it is from government or from where. We say no, the Lord has provided so that you people don't die. And we bring differences in the society. So let's learn to help the disability and the psychosocial people who have mental problems. And you don't look at them as they don't understand. Sometimes they understand that they have no way to come out and they, the fear comes that what people think about me and they fear to come near you. And as you show your fears also and you don't go to them, mm. they can be destroyed. We need to reach them and to do something about them. Oh. We need to close them because there are some who go naked and there we need to wash them. And there are some who go who don't wash them for some good weeks. Mm. And when they are better, don't fear. As long as even if they are aggressive, mm. we we can go in a polite way through prayers, making friendship and relationship for a person who can listen and is you wash that person. Okay. Through prayers and hands-on service. Okay, so mm-hmm. prayers, hands-on service. Is there also are there people? Is there a way the medical field can also support? Or yeah, it doesn't mean that when we wash them, we don't take them to hospital. Mm. We advise very much going to hospital because mm. the late Doctor Musumba who has been here, mm. our neighbor has been helping a lot. Some mm. of our children who have disabilities of metal. Mm. 
when we take to his clinic and they have been helping them a lot with medication. They are good in society. Mm. They are good in society. If you see them, you can't believe that this person has gone through disability or social mm. and is doing his work in town when the brains were down. Sometimes it comes, but it, you know, it needs person who understands and handles okay. in the right way. Thank you so much, Mama Alice. Really, uh, you've taught us a lot. You've challenged us a lot. And I thank you and appreciate you for being a mama for the community, a mama to the people that someone else has walked away from and for not giving up. You've really touched my heart, especially when you share the story of a child you supported after university and they go out there and somehow they forget where they are coming from, but you are still able to open your arms and receive them back and take three more months doing mercy work. Thank you for building the partnerships with the different uh, partners you've talked about. You've talked about Mercy Ministry, St. Michael Church in Sironko. You've talked about uh, the schools that you work with and the friends that support you. And, and thank you so much for being transparent, for teaching our children that it's important to disclose when you get money. And that is not a very common virtue. So thank you so much, Meg. Thank you so much for this time. Thank you so much for sharing that wisdom and the guidance with us. And we look forward to 